Pack Double Feature presents Pick 6, where the guys round out a top five list with one extra. Horror, sci-fi, crappy sequels, all the titles you know and love, plus beer. Tell us your picks, guys. Yeah, I don't know. How was that a failed recommendation? We'll we'll, we'll get into it. Anyway, hey, what up, gang? It's Pick (laughs) 6. I'm not Nathan. And I am not Travis. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode, the uh, kid-friendly kids safe uh movies we did oh. what, are you, what are you drinking yeah that's miller light today oh, good yeah i am uh currently back on the official unofficial beer of six pack double feature these are the good hours the time for narragansett lager beer yes Hi, neighbor. Have a Gansett. They, I've got two places locally right here. Like a, There's a I, beer store, and I can get it at Kroger. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, is either one, for me, was still going out of my way to go, and I just was like, mm. Fuck it. Yeah. Today, I didn't feel like it. So, today's episode is one of those that we came up with, and it really sounded good, and then you sit down to write it, and it fucking fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> we were originally going to do, I still have it listed this way, as failed recommendations. Like, hey, man, I just watched this movie. Uh, I think you might really like it. Uh, or, hey, you know, have you ever seen XYZ? And, uh, no, I haven't. I, I was always curious. Like, no, you should watch it. I think you'll like it. And then you watch it and you fucking hate it. And then I, all it just all it really turned into was letdowns. Yeah. Because I don't take recommendations from most well, people. And, and I'll be honest with Spoiler. you. I'll be honest with you. A couple of mine aren't movies that I necessarily hate, but they weren't – there were, like, legit letdowns. Like, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't necessarily good, at least not to me. Really. I don't like any of these. There's – there's po- <laughs> I guess there's positive stuff to them. I do, They're just not for me. So all of that aside <laughs> – they're dying to. They're dying. They're to hear. dying to know what our letdowns and are. I don't. I don't know what your jam is on this. I'm not really going to turn this into a bash these movies. I don't, I'm not really about that. I just. Uh, I, so I just want to say, like, I, I was told this movie, yada yada, and I want you know, and here's what I didn't like about it. Now I wrote this list a while back, so it could be very angry. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, is he strict? He's really bitter. So, that said, what is your number six letdown? Uh, my number six letdown is Avatar. Never saw it. I enjoyed this movie the first two times I saw it when it was called either Dances with Wolves or uh, when Tom Cruise made it, and it was called The Last Samurai. Okay. It's it's the foreigner goes into uh, not an undiscovered country, but he he's kind of convinced to learn the ways, and uh, they were better stories. With Dances with Wolves, it was a better had, story. They had with, actual actors in them, not yeah, just cartoons. It's just they're superior than Cameron's redo in 09 and says, well, visually stunning. It felt stiff and stale. It dragged many places, and it felt just horribly cliched. And so very little of the film felt original. Yeah. It was just, hey, I wonder – if we can uh, I think, do this, like three, the spectacular. The reason why this movie made so much money is because of the whole three D thing. I which remember, is really yeah. caught on, right? That's. I remember friend of the show Eric Hoyle. There's your shout out. Uh, talk. I think it was Eric talking about this, where it's like he just cobbled together sort of a story so he could 
push new technology. Yeah, it's it's Dances with Wolves in space. Yeah. It felt overhyped to me. <laughs> and Boy, howdy. And yes, while it may have been a great platform for uh, 3D, I never ended up seeing it in 3D. And I'll be honest with you, with Lisa, she gets that motion sickness kind of stuff, so I, she won't yeah. do that. I've had zero desire to see something like that. I remember 3D. when 3D was like starting to, the 3D TVs were starting to come out. Um, I was working at Best Buy and I walked through the home theater department and somebody, they had like the 3D TV display set up and the, and the glasses and shit. And somebody was like, check this out, man. You put these glasses on and then like the fish comes out of the TV. And I was like, yeah, mushrooms do the same thing, bro. And I don't have to wear a pair of fucking glasses. <laughs> was, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't do, know. Do I put these glasses over my glasses? It, it, you know, it, it, it gets me – it doesn't make me – it just kind of makes me – I don't want to say sick, just motion sick like Lisa. Yeah. It's weird. It's, I don't need it. Yeah. I don't need it. So Avatar, you're number six. You're number six. We're going to get hate mail. <laughs> it's all right. But I fucking hate Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I love Peter Jackson's – he's fucking brilliant. I he love him. Great, he's a great – yeah. he has a great aesthetic uh, and he's a great director. I remember just talking about like, fuck, those movies look so stupid. Actually, I, I back in the day, I said, those movies are fucking stupid. And it was like, have you ever seen them? No. Then shut the fuck up. You can't say. Oh, that is true. So I manned up and I borrowed Sean Powell's trilogy and I wasted an entire fucking weekend watching three elves walk and walk and walk They're hobbits. and walk, drop a ring into a volcano <laughs> and turn around and walk. And I was so fucking mad. People can say I think I I don't it's such a like fantasy movies are such a niche thing. Yeah. I don't understand how this got so big because the story wasn't gripping to me. It could maybe be argued that I didn't go into it opt like with an open mind. I, I You saying, went into it so you could put no, the nail in the coffin to well, go, now I've seen them and I still fucking hate it. Put up or shut up, right? No, I get um, that. That at least you at least you took the time to watch them so sure. you They're had They're gorgeous. A They're gorgeous films. Yeah. Like beautiful to look at. Just I don't have to look I I can I can watch a trailer and and catch it. Um I didn't feel anything with any of the characters, you know. Okay. Again, maybe I was 24, 25, I probably, maybe wasn't trying as hard. Uh, people could say the same thing about Star Wars. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure some folks do, but to me pers uh, Star Wars has personality and Lord of the Rings is it didn't for you. It's sort of stale yeah. and stodgy and I fucking hate fantasy movies. So, again, not bashing it, but it's it wasn't your bag and you watched it and it still wasn't and your bag. That's why yeah, and that's it's like wasn't a recommendation. It was like, well, if you're going to talk shit about these movies then you have it was to fucking dumb. Yeah. Well, have you seen it? No. no. <laughs> the trilogy of the ring. I, I may have watched the extended versions. I can't remember. It was like I I remember specifically complaining. Those are I wasted even longer. I wasted <laughs> 9 hours of my weekend watching this. If you want and I think fuck, I think it was you that was like, "Well, dude, you shouldn't have watched the fucking extended versions to start well, with." Well, if you wasted 9 hours, you only watched the theatrical version. Oh, okay, then that's what I watched was the theatrical. Anyway, it would have been like 12 hours. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough vitriol. Lord of the Rings uh not a, a movie or series of movies that I'm ever going to watch again. What's your number five? My number five uh, is a tie between two films that one came out in 2012 and one came out in 2017, both directed by Ridley Scott, and it's either <laughs> Prometheus or Alien Covenant. <laughs> either way you slice it, neither of these movies were even close to as good as the original film or its first two sequels. Neither are awful, but they're just in the true sense of 
this list for me, they were just kind of a letdown. They, oh, they, yeah. You know? Agree. Uh, I wanted so bad, dude. Alien yeah. Covenant is a little better. Yeah. But it's got a little bit of, it's just a little fan service. But it's a copycat. It's a copycat. Right. And I, I, I expected so much more. Same. Same. Um, Again, visually, they're, like, they're, they're fucking qu- great. They're quasi prequels. Didn't they? The guy yeah. at the beginning. That the, alien race he's, stuff? He, they, they tie it to Jesus, right? Well, no. Well, they don't in the movie, but that was what Scott said later that... What was... What, I don't, what specifically was it? It was something along the lines that uh, they... One of the aliens themselves was ended up being crucified, and that was Jesus. That's dumb. Or oh. something, or something like that. I don't okay. know. It's been so long. It's neither here nor there. Prometheus leaves you with a bunch of unanswered questions, which you normally shouldn't get with a prequel. You know, in fact, <laughs> you should have so many answered questions that you should be pissed off instead that they answered stuff that should have still been a mystery. Okay. Alien Covenant just felt like a carbon copy of the original film, you know, tight quarters, space horror, yeah. you know. And so just neither one took it into a new direction, and it just felt like a waste. The same shit. It's the same shit that happens to Predator. Well, with Alien, the original uh, series, I, I'll even give you Alien Resurrection. I like that movie. It's well, last time you watched it. Did you watch all of them, or did you just watch the three? I went you... up. I went up through three because okay. I knew. Then I you know. Can't, okay. I, yeah, but. Anyway, it has good parts, but there are the, par- the original. Okay, fuck it. The original trilogy of Alien. They're three very different movies, and their sequels are good and serviceable in their own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, go back and listen to multiple episodes to hear me jerking off Alien Three. I'm not going to go into that, but Predator. And again, I've said this about Predator. Predator's never really been able to do it, other than with the Predator. But and even then, it's fan service. That was very much of a letdown too. And so I, I should have put that on here. <laughs> I fully, I fully agree with you on on, on those. I, I wanted so badly to like those. Uh. And again, they're they're beautiful to look at. Idris Elba, like he's interesting. Yeah. And Charlize Theron, fucking interesting, but felt flat. Yeah. They just there was something missing that wasn't missing in the original films. Okay. So yeah, that's so, that's my number five was a tie between Prometheus and. Alien Covenant. My number five, um, in contrast of being 25 and watching Lord of the Rings so I could complain about it, I hadn't seen The Godfather Part (laughs) 3 in close to 20 years. And I was like, you know what? I'm older. I'm a little little more open-minded. I'm, did you slightly? I'm, did you appreciate it slightly more for how much it sucked? I'm getting a little. <laughs> I'm getting a little not slower, but I'm getting like getting more mellow. Okay. And this was a recommendation that you and Brock both said, "Don't fucking watch that." <laughs> okay. <laughs> like you're not gonna. It's not gonna make you feel any better. And I explained my process to you guys. Like, and this, I, I'm, yeah, try, I'm trying this, and you guys were both like, "I know, I know, Yost. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for trying to grow as a person, but don't do it with this one. You're not gonna like it." And I went. Fuck you! I'm gonna watch this, and I watched it, and I was like, I made Jamie watch it too. <laughs> she mm. was, she was fucking pissed. I blame myself, really. Did you go through one, two, three, or did no? You we just, just went to three. We just watched. Well, no, not that, not no, that, no, 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 no. We had watched. We'd not watched, that that makes any difference. We'd watched. Had we? We at least watched part two, and so that's also didn't because one do and it. two can very much, very well stand on their own. So, and I think I that's what that. we did. I think we actually watched part two. Okay. The, the night before, maybe the week before, and I was like, you know what? I own it. I'm going to I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm going to do it. There are some sequences I, that are all right. No. As a, again, it looks good, but almost nothing about it works. 
the, the story is absolutely the incest is I think is, what makes you feel so uncomfortable well, watching. At first, that. I was confused. I was like, "Wait, are they? It's supposed to be the seventies, right? Like they know there's other people they can date. Like, yeah." And then her acting is so fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I wonder there's how a, there's there's a touch of nepotism with do, Coppola do you, having his daughter in the film. Really, a little? Yeah. Do you think? Uh-huh. And the fact that it's his daughter, and he's pushing this incestuous endness. The, the with, point I think you made that when we were talking about it on the phone. It's not so much that you thought it diluted the character of Michael, but like he is. Dead or dying inside at the end of correct. The, at the end of the he's second, he's asking one. for redemption yeah. while he can't get it, and while I understand that he doesn't deserve but it, but it's not believable. He no. doesn't feel like Michael Corleone. No, there's no like I he, believed it when he was having a his issue with low blood sugar. That was the only thing that I believed. Some I was juice like, did, or some candy? <laughs> did fucking Ed Wood write this? What the fuck? Why is he? Why is he diabetic? All and then they yeah. don't do anything with it. No, they don't. It seemed odd. It did it, like fucking Pacino is like all of a sudden he's like on the diabetic council of America or something and he's like I want to well, work at the, diabetes well and the other problem Bernie Sanders the other problem that you have with <laughs> the other problem all Americans have, should have access to diabetes find out some things about diabetes and your own body in the bargain diabetes <laughs> uh, um, the uh, the other problem is is you you get a reserved over yet occasional overacting Pacino in the first two films, but you just get much more He's overreaction. Hoo-ah! Acting, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And that was a couple years before Hoo-ah. Yeah, Woman, was Woman? I thought it was 1990. Uh, it was like 92, okay. 91, 92. I've never it seen it. After, I've never yeah. seen it. I don't know. Anyway. If he drives you uh, bananas enough, it may not be great for you, but it's a good it's a good movie. I'm, I'm really, I'm not yeah. a big Pacino fan. Yeah, so I'm really not. Then there's no point in you wanting to take time to watch it. And that's my number five, Godfather Part Three. <laughs> Avoid at all costs. What did someone say at one point? I, I prefer my Godfather series the way I prefer my Michael Jackson plastic surgeries. Stop it too. <laughs> I don't remember who said that. I don't know either. It's like fuck. It's damn near. A, that's a thirty year old joke. You know. My number four. You ever heard of a movie called The Monuments Men? No. No, okay. The film follows an allied group from the Monuments Fine Art and Archives program that is given the task of finding and saving pieces of art and culturally important items before the Nazis destroy them during World War II. They want you to get a hold of it before the Nazis do, yeah. but not in a fun way. Yeah, it's not it's a true story, but it's just Oh, they, really? It's like okay. it's like they took like half the cast from Ocean's 11 and put them into World War II and you're like, "Oh, this might be good." But it's not. But Who directed it's not, it? It's not Clooney. It uh, was, yeah. I don't even know if I finished the film. Uh, and I love Clooney, usually, in most of his stuff. But it's got, like, Clooney, Matt Damon, Bill Murray, John Goodman, Kate Blanchett. But this movie is so shallow and uninteresting. It's not It's not comedic in tone. It's supposed to be, but I, okay. I can't find its tone, too. And that was that was the problem. And so... When did it come out? 2014. Okay. Did you say that and I didn't hear it? I can't remember. Okay. I don't remember ever clocking it coming out. No, I did, and I was like, ooh, that looks kind of good, and the trailer was about... <laughs> ooh, no. Oh, uh, no. No, thank you. This was not so good. So The Monuments Manager number four. Correct. The Departed is a fine movie. There's nothing patently wrong with it. I, I know, we're going to get 
hate mail, or I'm going to get hate mail. Uh, no, no, no. Look, it's just nothing special, dude. And it's coming from Scorsese. He just he he he, in my opinion, directed two. Well, I'm sorry, one of the two. This feels like he got his Oscar for extra credit. Yes, that, uh, for things that he had done before for a, that he should have gotten for a, yeah, for a okay. lesser story. I get because it. Because he is responsible for Goodfellas, which, in my opinion, is one of the two best modern gangster mobster films. Right, being tied with Godfather. Uh, yeah, Godfather yeah. Part Two. And this just feels like a kind of like with Prometheus. This is like a watered down version of what he's capable of. It's like he's like, well, what can I do? Oh, I'm good at mobster stuff. Yeah, but I've done. You know what? I've, I've done, done the, Italian. I've stuff. done the Italian stuff. I've done. I've done a lot of stuff with De Niro. Okay, I've been working with this DiCaprio kid. Okay, cool. He seems who, to be pretty good. Who can I get that's charismatic and be a villain? Uh, I just watched Batman last week with my nephew. <laughs> uh, I wonder if Nicholson's busy. Yeah, just, it just seems like. No, I get that. Nicholson is quite um, over the top in in that. And role. I remember, like you said. Like I thought, it's he should... been several years since I've watched The Departed, and I have a feeling if I went back and watched it now, what would bother me the most would probably be Nicholson. Yeah, uh, more than anything else. I agree. He got snubbed and snubbed, and I don't. I'm not a big fan of award shows. That's no yeah, secret. Yeah. But it, yeah. he's a fucking amazing director. Yeah, and he should have won the fucking Oscar for a handful 40, of 40, other films 45 years ago for fucking Taxi Driver, yeah. in my opinion. And this is like you said. It's like. You said extra credit. I feel like it's like they're like, okay, how many more does Scorsese actually truly have in him? We got to give this fucker an Oscar. We fucked around and not done it. Like <laughs> we're obligated. God, okay, it's yeah, a C plus you, movie. You know Just give him the fucking. Oscar. The last time he was nominated that he probably should have won for was The Aviator. Fucking and that was beautiful. Like, that movie. was two years. Two years. Gangs of New prior. York. Fucking great movie. He actually didn't get nominated for Taxi Driver as director. We talked about that in our Taxi Driver episode, if you guys want to go back and yeah. check that out. But I, I understand. I still love The Departed. And I don't I don't hate the movie, but it's like, I, I but I'm... I'm but it's, it's, it was it's, a letdown. It's actually, yeah, it's actually okay. worse, because I'm indifferent to it, which is... Hmm. I get that. I, like, I see it on the shelf, and I go like, ugh, no. It's like the, the Wednesday night refrigerator of mobster movies. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't want that, though. I'm hungry, but I don't want that. That's the department. I'm kind of in the mood for mobsters, but I don't want the no, you, Italian. You want kind. to watch Goodfellas again? Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's my number four. What's your number three? My number three is The Village. <laughs> I actually love The Village. Do you really? Jamie fucking hates it. She gets. She still immediately gets fucking like. I don't mad. hate this movie. I just feel like this is where you started to see the string. You, know, you started to see the threads. To me, okay. it was like. And you mean the threads of like he's kind of hey a, guess what yeah it's a tw- what a twist what a twist so guys that's <sighs> a robot chicken reference too. what a twist sounds <laughs> like the robot version of that guy from uh, Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> we just watched that last week <laughs> it popped up was <laughs> at the like the chicken farm or the mm-hmm. egg farm or mm-hmm. whatever yeah actually it came up. And high school movies a couple weeks back, yeah. too. So, The Village. Have you exhausted everything you wanted to say about The Village? Uh, I didn't dislike The Village. The movies I usually go back to for his are Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. Unbreakable, and I like Signs. I haven't watched The Village in probably well over ten years, but I just remember going back in and going, that's all the twist was? <laughs> it was... Luddites? It was just that? I've I never mean, seen Signs. Signs is a good... Uh, Mel Gibson movie? <laughs> it is. It's a good jump scare. Lisa loves signs. It's a 
I just I like the story of the village. I like, like the con- I like the concept, but it it's just... it's a roughly a Twilight Zone episode, right? It's um, it is it is a I never thought about I it. Can't like remember that. which one it is, but um, anyway, I liked it. I, it's it's just a fun little movie, and it's interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. So the village was my number three. Your M Night Shyamalan la 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 movie. Yeah, <clears throat> my number three is a movie that you yourself recommended I watch. <laughs> Because oh man, now I'm curious what one you, it is. I'll you give you me? three quick guesses. Okay, now I gotta get. I need at least a little bit of a hint because I've recommended a lot where you come back and go. Uh, did you finish this one? That's Who my first doesn't one. love the Coen Brothers? Oh, was <laughs> it a serious man? Yes. <laughs> you ever had someone tell you about uh, a dream they had? Yes. It's like that, but nothing happens in the dream. It is a different. It is a different movie. It is. It is very. If you guys it is weirdly uneventful, I don't know what it was, but I was just. I always was oddly compelled to it, I, and I still kind of like it. The problem is with them. It's like the, probably the same thing Led Zeppelin had. Like, not every song is going to be Stairway to Heaven. Correct. Not every Coen Brothers movie is going to be Lebowski or Oh Brother Where Art Thou. I don't think real Coen Coen Brothers fans fault them for that. For, for no, because I'll tell you, any person that I talk to, you. Included, like when it comes to those that enjoy the Coen Brothers, yeah, there are ones who are like that one just didn't hit the mark for me. Yeah, you know, maybe like, I'm dumb. One. This movie lacks their two biggest three, the three biggest things. There's no like clever dialogue. There's no violence. It's not funny. It's just kind of there. It's yeah. It and what's worse is apparently the kids then. It's oddly partly like autobiographical for them because they were. A couple of Jewish kids growing up in this in sixties in in Minnesota, yeah. And so a lot of it is very autobiographical <laughs> for them in some ways. And like, I don't hate it. I don't about a twist uh, <laughs> at the end. I don't. I don't anything. This movie, nothing yeah, happens. It's I, like watching this guy kick around his backyard in his back room on a Sunday afternoon, like just killing time. Just what are you doing, Ray? Just I'm just I'm just waiting. I think it was. That's what it of, should be called. The Coen Brothers waiting, waiting, waiting around. Just waiting around. It's kind of like their play on Job, I think, as well. And so it's just all of these things that happened to him that he felt that he did not deserve. But yes, I understand. So yeah, a serious man. That's my number three. (laughs) What's your number two? Godzilla, nineteen ninety-eight. With Ferris. Uh, this was Roland Emmerich's follow-up after Independence Day, which was a pretty kick-ass movie, you yeah. know? Uh, and we waited a couple of years. It, it seemed like we waited forever for something to come out. And when I walked out of the theater, I just – it was just like a big iguana who gave birth to a bunch of velociraptors <laughs> in Madison Square Garden, which was an obvious and blatant ripoff of Jurassic Park. What, what do you think the ticket prices were to go in and see that? Dinosaur give live birth, which there you go straight away. Science fail. <laughs> Reptiles don't give live birth. They well, they didn't eggs. give live birth. They, there were a bunch of eggs that hatched, but still, oh, I've never I, seen it. It was my so. fault. It's the way I wrote it, but <laughs> it was just it was terrible. It was wasn't just, there like? Wasn't the soundtrack? Weren't they trying to push the soundtrack? Who's on that soundtrack, Nathan? Oh, <laughs> there's a Puff Daddy, Jimmy Page. So. Oh, that's where Come with Me came from. Many, many people. Is that Harry Shearer? I have no idea. They at least got the roar. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I just don't... I didn't... I didn't hit my I, cry! Hit my call! You've heard it enough that uh, you... Oh, yeah. Oh. <clears throat> Well, I, what I want to do is I want to sample Led Zeppelin. Like, yeah, we, we can't afford that. But we'll just bring in Jimmy Page to play the riff. He's not busy you. lately. <laughs> His band hasn't been doing anything for a while. Oh, there it is. I told you. That's. <laughs> yeah, you can drop that down now. Unless you really want to hear more. <laughs> you can just stop it. <laughs> no, no. No, no, stop it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking. I I dated a girl and, and that, based on a wallflower song as well, and that, those are the two big ugh. things. I dated a girl for way longer than I should have, based on our initial attractions that we both thought that Puff Daddy put a gun to Jimmy Page's head to get him to do that. He may have needed some cash. Eight years know. later, we broke up. So. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> It was actually not a twist. It was a slow, oh, dirgy, dirty. painful death. <laughs> but uh, have you seen the, oh, the pint? The, at the pint that they're hearing this, it'll be old, but uh, Godzilla versus Kong. It's not out yet. Uh, yeah, it comes us. out, I think, at the end of the month. Um, Amazon recommended my number two. Um, I have a horror oh. I have a horror subscription called Shudder. Just, it's all horror movies. So did Amazon recommend it or did Shudder recommend it? Well, based on what I was watching on Shudder. Okay. Uh, and I had watched... Uh, well, it's on Prime. <laughs> I Horror fans will know, Nathan, I doubt you've seen this, but um, I had watched just enough Clive Barker movies that it was like, well, you haven't watched Nightbreed. You might like Nightbreed. I've heard of it. Newsflash, I don't fucking like Nightbreed. How old is it? 1990. Okay. It was his follow-up to... No. Uh, it was just the thing he did after Hellraiser 2. Okay. Which... Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2 are the fucking Godfather, Godfather part 2. They're fucking... It's a great first movie, and it's a great sequel that actually adds to the... Okay. I can't recommend Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2 enough. If and it's your bag. If it's your... But you might you yeah. might actually like it I've because... Seen, I've seen the first Hellraiser, It's got... It. His, his horror has... Well, those two movies, they have depth. There's... I mean, it's soap opera-y. It is soap opera. The first one, especially. But it's... A, really it's... it's it's different than the average 80s horror. Okay. Anyway. It is. It definitely is. <laughs> and so is Nightbreed. His idea with Nightbreed was that the the monsters are people, and the freaks, what look like monsters, are actually good guys. And I watched, I think I made it through about half of it uh, and turned it off. Um, couldn't finish it. I couldn't finish so it. So we have both ones that were, we, we couldn't even finish. The music right. cues in this are so saccharine. The, the main character is, he's being lectured by his psychologist that he's killing these people because he has these blackouts when actually it's the psychologist killing the people um and the psychologist is brilliantly fucking played he is creepy he is good in it and when he puts on his killer mask and he goes and does his shit it's um who's the guy i'm always trying to get you to watch did paper moon oh bogdanovich bogdanovich yeah wrong he is fucking creepy in it that's Again, I'm not going to bash on this movie. So I just Peter don't like Bogdanovich it. Bogdanovich is in this? Yeah. Wrong. Okay. He is really... No, now that I say that, he's oh, Cronenberg. Oh. Cronenberg plays the killer. Oh, My all right. <laughs> I'm an idiot. That's right. And he's really good as the killer. Like I said, I don't want to bash on it, but it, and I'm not going to. And he's but a, he's the a, movie itself... He is a bright spot in this is otherwise movie I fucking don't like. And was <laughs> I, I wasn't mad. I was just like, God damn fail dude i mean nobody's watching any movies i'm making so you know <laughs> he's doing something right but i was like this is whoo 
How long ago was this? About a year. Mm. Uh, maybe two. Nightbreed. Not your thing. Not my thing. <laughs> uh, that's my number two. What's your number one? My number one is probably, well, and this movie is a total piece of shit. Here's a nice piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this was Barry Sonnenfeld's follow-up to Men in Black. Oh, <laughs> I've never seen this one either. I saw it once. <laughs> once. Uh, I don't even know you how Kevin. they could screw up having such a talented cast and, and director, brilliant concept. The producer. You've heard Kevin Smith talk about it, right? Oh, yeah. For those of you who don't know, because this is going back a few years now, back in like 96, 97, at one point, I was commissioned by Warner Brothers to write a script for a new Superman movie. And how it came about, I think, was that somebody saw Mallrats somebody at Warner Brothers, some studio exec, and was just like, watched Brody and, and T.S. talk about the kryptonite condom. And they were like, this guy seems to know a lot about Superman. <laughs> <laughs> That's, Too much, one might say. Uh, yeah, yeah, this... There's... We're gonna... I wish or, I could have seen his fucking Superman Lives movie. It would have been fucking weird, but... Or his Boba Fett yeah. movie. Um, we're gonna share these two links in the show notes. It's about a 20-minute story that Kevin Smith tells, and I'm not going to spoil the ending because the payoff is really fucking good. Yeah. But it's basically his relationship with John Peters, who's one of the producers on Wild Wild West, and he was a producer on Batman. I think he says, well, he was a producer on Batman by name only, (laughs) and he'd produced other films. And it's just – you could probably see a lot of the producer and studio involvement with how, hey, how can we fuck up this movie more? Well, let's do this. And Will let's, Smith let's... really did good with sort of an uptight white guy last time. And he had a trap fucking song. Yeah. Okay. Let's put Will Smith in the lead. Who's not busy? <clears throat> Kevin Klein. I like Kevin Klein. Joe, do you like Kevin Klein? He's good. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Well, what about Salma Hayek? What's she doing? Nothing about it. Get her in there. All right. I don't care. Um, for those who aren't familiar with the television show, that show is fucking brilliant. It was way ahead of its time. Did you ever? I never see did. It, it, they, it, it resurged. It resurged with with when this movie came right. out. Right, but it was like a proto Briscoe County Junior. Yeah, it's the Wild Wild West was an American Western espionage and science fiction television series that aired for four years between sixty five and sixty nine, and the show was developed. At a time when the television western was losing ground to the spy genre. Basically, James Bond on horseback is what the show creator called it. And it has a really good balance of late 60s comedy and action adventure yeah. while blending in a bit of like steampunk science fiction. Yeah. They basically said, well, what if we got Will Smith in the lead? He was good in that alien picture last year and that other alien picture last year. <laughs> Those two back-to-back alien pictures. His was Sigourney Weaver. No, Johnson, shut up. Pay attention. Keep up. And for me, this was—I think this was the beginning of the end to me with what Sonnenfeld was doing. He had some really good films. This was the this was beginning, the second, beginning and third of step of the end for him. Yeah, because after he did um, both Adam's Family <clears throat> movies. Yeah. Um, he did, uh, Men in Black. Before that he did, what else did he do? Oh, I'm trying to think of, um, Get Shorty. And those are really good. And so I'm sitting here going, bam, bam, bam for me. Like, those are all good. I'm really looking forward to this. Oh my God, this is horrible. He really, and nothing's funny. Beyond, he did not screw the pooch with this one. He fucked the dog with this one. (laughs) 
I, th- I you know what? the cat. I take it back. I think I was at the drive-in for part of this. I was, and we left. Was it the second movie or the first? I don't remember. Because you know how often times, depending on when movies would Fuck, start. I forgot about that. You would usually have a double feature. <clears throat> Always and, have a double feature. Yeah, and so when the second one comes on, you're like, are we going to stay? Because it's already 1130. My mom left in the middle of one, too. <laughs> oh, uh, she left during... Uh, uh, white men can't jump. She left. She made. She was like, "You're not watching this filth," because they just kept saying "fuck," and there were titties in it. <laughs> and she, I was mad as fuck. I wanted to see white men can't jump, and she wouldn't let me. She left. So yeah, my number one is <clears throat> Wild Wild West, 1999. Horrible, horrible <sighs> movie. Um, and the only redeeming value is that you get a really good 20 minute story out of one of his stand up specials with Kevin Smith. <laughs> Again, we'll have the link in the show notes. Link here. Uh, link here. Okay. Um, my number one, I was going to see The World's End regardless because I love Shaun of the Dead beyond measure and I love Hot Fuzz beyond measure. This is a good way to put it. This was a, this was a letdown. Um, <laughs> so nobody – actually, yeah. A friend of mine told me that I was really going to like it because it brought back a bunch of characters from stuff. It tried to play on the 70s science fiction realm. And yeah, and it, it – <sighs> It just didn't hit all of where, its marks. Whereas Shaun of the Dead kind of dealt with not toxic masculinity, but it dealt with kind of men growing up. To a, to a degree, but yeah. And then Hot Fuzz kind of dealt with, I guess, not taking yourself so seriously. Right. Um, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this, this tried to deal with like that friend that can't let go and he's still hung in the, hung up in the 20 years ago and he's got drinking drug problem whatever it just it was a little too on the nose for that crew um they just they couldn't land it it did yeah because well everybody had gotten too famous um they wait i think it's almost like they waited too long they did okay and it felt like the other two are, are wholly british films to me they feel this one feels Americanized. Yes, this, okay. this feels wholly american with all these guys and their their humor but it's brought here and they've all lived in America too long, and their their British filmmaking sensibilities that quickness that sharpness yeah, is not there. It is not there. And I I don't really care for any of the characters. Uh, and I found None myself of them have redeeming value. Not really, really. Not really. No. I found myself just going like, ah, okay, uh, all right. Well, when's he going to do the fence? Like fall through the fence thing? What? Never taken a shortcut before? I was yeah. waiting for that. In all honesty, what to me is actually a, it's not a part of the Cornetto trilogy uh, officially. But what I think would work better is a movie they did called Paul. Yeah, that was a great. That was a great movie. Uh, Simon Pegg, I think it was him. I don't know who directed it, but he did a movie called A Fantastic Fear about a, a fantastic fear of everything. I had that in my Netflix queue for the longest time. It's and interesting. Ever, okay, it's. I, wonder, got a, I don't know if it's still there. It's got a Hoffman uh, Hoffman Gondry esque. Tone Charlie to Kaufman, yeah, kind of thing. Kaufman, not Hoffman. Uh, I was starting to go. Like, I think I know who you're talking about. But Hold it's on. it's it's good. You should check that out. But anyway, we're talking about the world's end. It just it had it, it, it relied too much on visual effects. I think as well. But I mean, how do you do an alien it invasion? Did, yeah, it did. It just it wasn't. It's like a lot of movies on this list. It was there's a, a sign. It was a depressing you, third entry when, in a if trilogy. If you want to watch this, enter at your own risk because the, this one usually does not come recommended compared to the first two. Not at all. And that gang is why I rarely take recommendations. In all fairness, and to flip the karma, we should at some point do a successful recommendations or movies that we thought maybe were going to be letdowns, but we watched anyway. 
and they were actually this good. This was much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that would be a good one. Uh, I would, in, in all fairness, in uh, equal time right. as they do in politics, I would I would give credence to that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, I did. Enjoyed bringing it to you. Next week, we are coming back with... This is our... The best sequels. Pick correct? six best sequels, yeah. And then, now, just if you guys want to do a little research, if you want to kind of put it in your brain, I've got it listed as sequels doesn't necessarily mean part two. Oh, yeah. Same here. So It's a better sequel. But I think that's a good uh, yin to the yang of what we did today. Uh-huh. We, we spent a little time, not necessarily complaining today, but next week we're going to gush a little bit about some uh, some movies that are really actually fucking good. I'm really curious at how many on my list you've seen. <laughs> well, I'll find out, and everyone else will find out next week, gang. So in the meantime, what you guys can do, what would be great, is if you would like, rate, review. You don't have to say anything necessarily. Just or share with a friend. Share with a friend. Share with an enemy. Share with a stranger online at the DMV while you're waiting to get your car registered. Hey, buddy, you looking for a new podcast? <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> you need to check out this here six-pack double feature. Six-pack? I'm on board. Them fellers drink? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, they do. All right. You like movies? I like some movies. They got John <laughs> Wayne in them? Uh, not a lot. We haven't We haven't hit that one yet. <laughs> we Spoiler. We probably won't. We probably won't. <laughs> anyway, yes. Recommend us. Rate us. Review us. Let folks know what we're doing over here. We enjoy it. We hope you do as well. We'll see you next week for Best Sequels. In the meantime, gang, stay off the moors. Pick Six is a Clopec Media production. Like and follow them at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or buy a t-shirt and sticker at sixpackdoublefeaturepodcast.com. And wherever you pick six, pick six responsibly. Nobody knocks off an old man in my neighborhood and gets away with it. 